Welcome to This Grit and Grace Life. You've got questions, we've got answers. From the boardroom to the bedroom, car lines to college, single, married, or single again, we're bringing real answers to help you live and love your grit and grace life. Welcome to This Grit and Grace Life. I'm Darlene Brock. Hey, girl. Hey, I'm Julie Bender. So, Julie, you are, in general, a much more fit person than I am. <laughs> that may be an understatement. Do you think our friends know this yet? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like we're maybe a little more, bit more equal now that I'm, you know, in, uh, with child. Yeah, I, it may have slowed you up a little bit. and I, a lot I bit. have A lot bit. Okay. <laughs> and I have kind of picked up the intention of exercising more so you interesting. know yeah. like beyond walking are you like uh-huh. have you started workout videos oh my god i want to see oh, you do a workout n- video. yeah you would love to see that you just die laughing what are you doing no it's really just crossfit I, n- no <laughs> <laughs> no it's as simple as everybody's in bed i'm watching tv so i'm doing leg lifts and i'm doing crunches but my body doesn't crunch anymore me neither (laughs) (laughs) so anyway that's kind of what we're going to speak about today is wellness but in the broader sense correct yes I'm not gonna lie I want to keep talking about your workout but that's fine we're gonna move on (laughs) fun facts on wellness we are well on our way already in this episode did you know that laughing 100 times is equivalent to 15 minutes of exercise on a stationary bike Oh, okay. I I need to understand a little bit behind that. Is it like individual laughter sections? You have to do it a hundred like times? a hundred jokes? Or, you know, do you go to a comedy club and collectively laugh a lot? Or is it the individual ha's and ha's and ha ha? Is it like one LOL? <laughs> <laughs> if you type LOL, does that count? I think it should. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Um, well, if you're feeling stressed, did you know that reading could be part of the solution? I feel very confident delivering this one now. Getting lost in a book can lower levels of cortisol and other unhealthy stress hormones by 68%. Yeah, you're doing that now, aren't you? I know. We were just talking off mic about some of the stressful things in my life. I'm like, it's okay. I'm going to read later and I'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I actually read every night to put myself to sleep. Nice. Yeah. I think it's to turn off the rest of my brain. That's true. I mean, that Mm -hmm. does help. Yeah, it does. Okay, what about this one? Sleeping naked can help you burn more calories and fall asleep faster. Fall asleep faster? Interesting. Yeah. Why? Well, it depends on who's in the bed with you. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) When your body stays cool, it speeds up your metabolism. Okay, seriously, I wish that our friends could respond right now. Do women sleep naked? I feel like it's a male thing. It is a man thing. You know what? I I can't do it. No, me either. Topless, yes. This is too much information. I'm sorry. (laughs) Maybe maybe that's half of the calories. That's true. It's probably better than nothing. (laughs) Okay, the average average moderately active person walks approximately 7,500 steps a day. Interesting. Okay. I'm not going to lie. I just checked my little step tracker Uh and I would say I'm more than moderately active. And my average right now is like 7,000. Oh, you're... I also walk slower currently. It's more of a waddle. <laughs> well, you know, my husband and I walk, and you know, you know, Brock, he is six foot six, so his legs are longer. Right. So it works very well for me because for every step he takes, I take at <laughs> like, least one and a half or two. Yeah, I was actually going to say four, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, walking is such an important cardiovascular exercise. <sighs> okay, meditation. Here's Ooh, one. Yeah. Meditation has been proven to slow the aging process by leading to better sleep, improved memory, and a reduction in symptoms of anxiety. Do you okay. meditate? Um, 
Well, yeah, I think I do. Not in probably the traditional way, mm-hmm. but, you know, kind of meditate when I read my Bible and stuff. Let's mm-hmm. put it there. But, you know, I just caught the the first part of it. It slows aging. I don't care if I <laughs> yeah, sleep. Did you, did you ears perk up? Yeah, <laughs> You're like, wait a second. I think, I think I'm going to pick that one up You're going to, like, sleep even less now so that you can meditate. Exactly. That's not the intention here. <laughs> no, okay. it's not. If you're feeling down, plan a vacation. Planning and anticipating a vacation can boost your happiness. Does this mean, though, you just plan it, you don't even have to take it? Because, I, like, right now I want a vacation, <laughs> but we're not in a position where we could. But if I plan one, I'll feel better? Is you know, that happening? Maybe make it the most elaborate one in the entire world, like the Bora Bora huts yeah, that are over yeah. the water and you can watch fish. And so just, you know, put it in your living room and say, we're on vacation now. There's the huts and I'm looking at the fish. I, I genuinely know. want to know if it's the act of planning or going <laughs> on the vacation that matters here. I feel like we need more information. Yeah. Uh, All right, this one I absolutely buy into. Drinking coffee can reduce the risk of depression, especially in women. Interesting. Doesn't matter. That's why you're so perpetually positive. (laughs) That's why I stay awake. How about that one? (laughs) Well, as we've learned here, there are plenty of things that we can do to boost our well-being, but how effective are these exercises and how important truly is wellness in our lives? So what we're doing is bringing in a guest who is a board-certified health and wellness coach to share why a commitment to holistic wellness is important and how we can incorporate small changes, which I like that, small changes I might be able to manage for a big reward. Yes. Our guest today is Rachel Hagstrom. She's a wife, mom of two daughters, and a freelance writer who has been a regular contributor with Grit and Grace Life for several years. She aims to inspire readers to seek opportunities for inner growth and transformation by sharing aspects of her own journey. Professionally, Rachel has held a variety of client relations roles in the banking, hospitality, and education industries, and she's now a board-certified health and wellness coach. Welcome, Rachel. It's so good to have you at this Grit and Grace Live today. Oh, thanks for having me. It's it's really cool to be here with you, Dar and Julie. I know readers over at Grit and Grace Life have come to love your voice, as we call it in the writing world, but now they get to actually mm. hear your voice and cover something that I think is important to all of us, whether we really know to acknowledge how important our wellness, our holistic wellness from the variety mm. of things we may struggle with or may one day struggle with truly is. So I think those that may not know you, Rachel, give us a little bit of background of your life, your family. Give us some insights to who Rachel Hagstrom is. Sure. Um, Well, so I'm a mom, first and foremost, to two daughters, ages 11 and 6. And I live with them and my husband, Pete, and our golden doodle, Winston, Mm -hmm. in Dallas, Texas. and like you said, I've been a writer for Grit and Grace Life, I think for almost five years now. Oh, wow. Uh, I think it If that sounds been. right. Yeah, I think so. Uh-huh. Yeah, and loved it. And um, yeah, I'm just, I'm passionate about wellness, uh, namely because I was unwell for so many years. <laughs> and so today I, I do one-on-one uh, wellness coaching with women. I eventually hope to do... Uh, group coaching or maybe some online courses. I don't know. We'll see. But Mm -hmm. that's just a little bit about me. Well, I know you mentioned that you're into wellness coaching now, and that's something new that you've done and you've started Pono Wellness. So tell us a little bit about what you do in your coaching scene. What I do as a coach isn't probably what you may think of when you hear the term coach. I'm not 
out demanding push-ups or 10-mile <laughs> runs or barking orders, anything like that. What I do in simple terms is I sort of provide a safe and supportive space for women to explore aspects of their lives and create wellness goals. Mm -hmm. And so together we, we kind of co-create a plan that will take her from where she is to where she wants to be. Mm -hmm. And so I consider myself sort of like a traveling companion or a guide to someone who's there to, to witness her journey and, and support her along the way. Yeah, that's a, that's a little bit about what I do within the coaching. We do, we do a combination of some inner and outer work. Mm -hmm. And so by that, I mean, m many women may come in and like initially want to work on their physical wellness, maybe around exercise or diet. But then as we dig in a little bit deeper, what they find is there's, there's so much more to wellness than just the physical aspects, right? There's like the emotional and the mental and spiritual and so they find that they really need some devoted attention and care around that. That's really about the work I, I love to do. It's just kind of this weaving in and out of the internal and external worlds of these clients and um, exploring those areas together. Do you know, Rachel, what I think works so well with women is walking alongside someone who is already had some of the challenges that they are experiencing. And you mentioned that earlier, that you had your own place in life that you felt you needed the holistic approach mm. to wellness. Can you kind of tell us, our, our listeners, a little bit about that? So, you know, they know they can relate to where you were and the journey you found yourself on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's see, where do I start? Um, <laughs> You know, I would say for the majority of my life, I, I suffered from anxiety and some pretty debilitating gut issues. Um, I can remember, you know, as a kid and as a teenager, just, just staying awake until the early hours of the morning. You know, it was just, it was so miserable, but I, my body was just filled with a lot of fear and nausea and anxiety attacks. And so at the age of 20, I, I was sexually assaulted and I, after that event, I pretty much went into like a tailspin for a number of years mm -hmm. the, during what I've kind of called my dark ages, <laughs> um, kind of off the grid a little bit. And I, you know, I numb myself with, with drugs and alcohol and relationships with men. I mean, mm -hmm. you name it. And I probably tried it. Yep. I was coping with the trauma in the best way I knew how to at that time. And um, in the process, I was also making myself sicker. Yeah. By the time I got married and pregnant, I wasn't into some of those same go-to doling mechanisms. You know, I wasn't doing the drugs and I wasn't having relations with other men, but I, you know, I was still drinking alcohol quite a bit. I still lived with pretty chronic anxiety and depression. I was in search of answers. You know, I was, I was, looking for a magic pill that would just make it all disappear. And of course that never happened because it doesn't exist. Um, <laughs> True. Yeah. About 10 years ago, you know, I was at that point of desperation and I knew I needed to seek outside help and really get to the source of the pain point that was there. That was really the beginning for me of, of delving into the world of wellness and discovering you know, how beautifully complex God has made us as humans to be. 
Okay, so I'm sure that everyone has seen a little bit of themselves in your story. We've all been at a place where we know we need to change something. And for some, it might be like a full overhaul of a variety of places in our lives. But how did you find somebody to help you begin to unpack those things? I'm assuming that you discovered a coach similar to what you're doing now, or did you start seeing a variety of doctors to begin addressing these issues that you're talking about? What, what happened next? Yeah. You know, I, I like to joke because I'm like, I, I have felt like at times I have a whole team of like healthcare professionals like who need to help <laughs> Rachel. Like, and that's okay too, life. Rachel. That's okay too. <laughs> there have been those seasons, you know, where you just need those extra support uh, systems and, and people in your life. But, um, really for me, the starting point, uh, was with, with a therapist, with, with my counselor who I actually still talk with today. I mean, um, she is a believer. She has helped me really understand the complexity of trauma and just how to heal, um, and how to really kind of get back in, into my body. Because when there is, when there is trauma, there's, um, there's a lot that kind of takes place within your whole, your whole system. I'm going to go back to the holistic part of this, because I think that's something that we sometimes miss. We might, like you said earlier, we might, you know, physically get fit, but then emotionally or spiritually we're not, or we may go get counseling, but you know what? Our bodies fall apart. So we probably need to deal with that. So tell me how you view that and how you help your the, the women you work with view it as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, it, it is a different way of looking at wellness as opposed to just focusing on one area like the, the physical or the mental. The word holistic means that parts of something are, are intimately interconnected. And so they form a whole. The Bible describes us as body mind spirit and so this is how he he created us sort of in this holistic fashion when we talk about wellness from a holistic lens it's like we're we're taking into consideration all of the components or aspects of a person's life that will impact their well-being so there's the physical you know how are we caring for our bodies what are we eating what are how much water are we drinking how are we moving throughout the day how are we sleeping Then there's the mental and the emotional. What's our mental landscape like? You know, research states that we have more than 6,000 thoughts per day. I mean, I've even read like 60,000, 80,000, who knows? (laughs) But, you know, what are those thoughts like? Are they they primarily like positive thoughts or are they more self-debasing and negative? Um, And then the spiritual, how are we connecting with our creator, with God? Are we living in alignment with who he has created us to be? And then we also think about the relational aspects or environmental aspects of, you know, do we have people in our lives who know us and we know them? Um, do we live in a safe environment? We, we kind of start connecting the dots and witnessing how each of these aspects of our lives really inform other parts and impact other parts of our lives. Okay, I want you to unpack a little bit more, you know, your discovery of how important the mind, body, and soul being kind of separate, but also needing to work together. Was that 
kind of new to you when you were instructed to approach it more holistically or you know was that part of like your faith journey talk to me about really unpacking how important that was for you personally and then I assume that affected you wanting to help other women see that as well yeah, I feel like it's it's really been a gradual process for me, you know, and I and I think it's going to always be kind of a process mm-hmm. because it's just it's not about reaching some idealistic destination. Again, it's just it's about that journey, as they say, mentally and emotionally. So I did start to kind of delve in and do some of that hefty inner work with my counselor. But then I started seeing in scripture just like verses that I had read and heard all my life, you know, just growing up in the church as a child, I've really started to come alive for me. I'm thinking of Romans 12 too, which is one of my favorites of, of uh, being transformed by the renewing of our mind. And then that kind of sort of led me on this path of, of learning about neuroplasticity and the, and the ways that we can essentially change and rewire our neural pathways um, by thinking differently and speaking differently. And, um, and so it was kind of this gradual process where I, I started noticing like the words that I was speaking about my body and how negative they were, like just hating my body, you know, and getting so disgusted about the fact that I had constant stomach aches all the time or anxiety, And the more I thought these things, Mm -hmm. it was like, I became super aware of just how much worse they became, right? So that was really, uh, yeah, just learning kind of how to be aware of my thoughts and what I'm thinking and what I'm ruminating on was a total game changer for me. Still is, still is something I'm working Mm -hmm. on. (laughs) Do you know what I love about this conversation, Rachel, is that, you know, as women of faith, sometimes we feel like we're put into a box that, okay, God will fix this. Just go work this out with the Lord and you will be fine. And you don't need to look at the other layers. But what you just said, that God Mm -hmm. sees us Mm -hmm. as a whole being and we should as well. Mm -hmm. So I think we need to step back and go, yes, that is absolutely an anchor in our wellness in life. But some of these other areas have to be addressed and looked at too. And so you go, all right, I recognize that, but where do I start? What is my next step to go? Yeah, I kind of feel lost in the muck, but I I want to get out of it. So give me a simple step forward. For me, I I mean, all of it is anchored in um, my faith and my connection with God. And so journaling for me is like a lifeline Mm -hmm. (laughs) of just really uh, pouring out my prayers in my heart and just, and listening. Um, You know, I I think it's helpful if someone is starting, starting off, you know, and has just a number of things going on that they are aware of, uh, really, really taking an assessment of, okay, where, where are the areas that are kind of out of whack right now? Is it my thought life? Is it my diet? You know, is it um, my my soul care, my my time with the Lord, my relationships? You know, and um, really assessing kind of where the imbalances are, and then knowing where you are will help you and inform you of where you kind of want to go and where you want to head. 
that's kind of what I would suggest. Okay, so assuming somebody's kind of hearing this and recognizing they have some areas to address and she may or may not be a Christian and she may or may not be open to doing this, what is kind of an example of how you begin working with a woman you might be coaching to kind of get her started on the journey? What are some practical exercises? And I I don't mean that word just physically. What are some practical examples of things you may encourage her to do? When I start working with a woman, I, um, we really kind of do dig into some of those foundational questions. I have a number of, of assessment forms really that I have her spend some time with and fill out and breaking it down, you know, by category of where she is. And then, um, from there, we, we really talk about where she wants to go. We, I have her create like a vision for her life, a wellness vision. A lot of times I'll walk that woman through sort of a visualization exercise with that, where she can really kind of hone in and place herself in that place. Like a year from now, I'll ask, you know, where, tell me about where you are a year from now. And let's say you're eating the rainbow, you're eating all these different beautiful colors of food and you're, um, you're spending time in nature, you're doing the things that bring you life, you know, tell me about uh, what that's like for you. And so with that, I find that women get really excited about that vision. It sort of anchors them in and keeps them motivated to move forward. But of course, like the whole process, anytime you're making changes in your life, you know, you, you really do need that extra support, a coach or a community to kind of come alongside you. Cause it's, it's so easy for all of us to lose the motivation along the way. So I hope that answered the question. I know I rambled. No, you (laughs) didn't. You're fine. You're fine. Um, Let me ask you this. There, most women I would almost say all women have their plates full. They have households to take care of. They have jobs to go to. They have children to care for. You know, they have grocery shopping. They, you name it. They're busy. We are busy humans. We are. So you, they may look at you and go, yeah, I really need this, but can I do it in my schedule? And are there Mm. practical ways in the real world that I live in that I can walk this out? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I I totally do. I, you know, and that's the majority of the women that I work with, you know, a lot of moms and, um, and, and women who are working outside the home, you know, and who are pouring out their energy to everyone else and to everything and, and don't have that time for themselves. What I would say is, having some tools for yourself, like a a self-care toolbox. And I'm not talking about anything major. I'm not talking about, you know, spa dates or (laughs) bubble baths, although those are very lovely, lovely. Um, (laughs) They are. They're not feasible for all all of us. Having just small things to do in your, in your daily life, like drinking a cup of tea or standing outside for 10 minutes and soaking up the vitamin D going outside and playing with your kids, like play is something that I have been really experimenting with lately of just letting my carefree self come out for like, again, setting a timer for like 10 minutes, you know, and running around with my kids. 
but it does, it just, it, it evokes all these positive emotions, which really lowers the stress hormones. So I guess what I'm trying to say is it doesn't need to be any large chunks of time in order to start incorporating just little small steps, little small things throughout a woman's day that bring her joy for women who are, who are working. Um, I know many of us are working from home. We may tend to eat more during the day or not move as much. You know, you can actually, you can work your core and burn an extra 50 calories an hour just by swapping out your desk chair for one of those exercise bouncy balls. And yes, you may look a little ridiculous, but you Mm -hmm. are, (laughs) you are burning some calories and moving. Um, but, or another swap, you know, is, is using a standing desk. Um, but just making it a point to try to get up every hour that you're sitting Mm -hmm. and walk around, you know, and, you know, even as you're cooking dinner at night, or during the day, doing like calf raises or um, squats, or uh, while you're watching TV, sometimes using the resistance bands and working your arms, you know, it, again, it can feel really silly, but adding in those moments to, to move more is going to help and impact your overall mental health. It's going to help you sleep better. Um, again, because it's all all interconnected. Okay, and I would say you can choose any of those because I know Julie could actually sit on a bouncy ball and not fall over. Because, I don't know about right now. Well, maybe not now <laughs> pregnant, but before My that. center of gravity is a little off. <laughs> yeah, but I would hit the ground, so I might do a standing desk. So, yeah. you know, yes. I guess it doesn't yeah. have to be one particular thing. Yeah. You could go, this one no. works for me. Yeah. Right, exactly. Or even, you know, dance parties, like put on some good music and just dance for a few minutes with your kids or by yourself, you know, just, yeah, getting that movement in. It's, it's it. It's everything. It really helps. So I'm imagining a large part of your coaching is, uh, I hope I can communicate this the way that I've been thinking about it. I think that one of our struggles as women, or I should just say one of the struggles I experience as a woman (laughs) is that internal dialogue of, I'm feeling stressed. I'm feeling overwhelmed. I know I need to pause and take care of myself, but the list and the people and the responsibilities, and it seems Mm -hmm. like maybe this is you giving that woman not only permission, but actual tools and scientific research as to why she will be better at all of those other things when she's also intentionally taking care of herself in this holistic way. So it's almost like you're giving her permission and then a toolbox. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I love the way you said that because it is, it is about giving herself that permission. You know, we will explore kind of what those stressors are. And I, and I really do try to um, hold that space for a woman to just bring all of herself into our time together and, and to get out the challenges and talk through it, you know, and, um, really to find a way to, um, not just like make it through the obstacles, but kind of reframe. And, and like you said, yeah, really learning how to take care of herself, put on that oxygen mask, Mm -hmm. you know, that they always, say on the flights, um, when I'm sitting with my kids, it's like, they'll come to me, put yours on first, Mm -hmm. then them, you know, and it's Mm -hmm. so like, no, 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 they need the air before I do. But it's, you know, no, I can't help them if I'm 
not breathing. (laughs) (laughs) Fair point. Fair point. So I absolutely love this holistic approach. And I think that we need to recognize, Rachel, that it is that. It is every part of how God created us. And we don't need to neglect any of them to move forward in a healthy, happy way. So I want to thank you very, 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 very much. Also, I want to tell the listeners that there are some amazing articles at gritandgracelife.com that Rachel has written. Everything from helping your teen daughter with her body image to anxiety to, you know, this approach of holistic wellness. So, you know, dig deeper. There's a lot more from Rachel at the Grit and Grace Life. We'll make it easy. We'll link some of that in the show notes. Thank as you, well. Julie. <laughs> well, you know, that's my one-liner. I could always fit in somewhere. <laughs> Rachel, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. I look forward to uh, hopefully some of our listeners maybe even reaching out to you. How you know, are you are you still taking clients, new coaching clients that maybe somebody who's hearing this today could begin working with you in the near future? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Sweet, they can calling. find me. On- <laughs> Julie <laughs> Sorry, said she'll be like, calling what about you me? soon. <laughs> <laughs> Asking for a friend. <laughs> you got it. Yes, absolutely. They can find me on my website or on Instagram. I really appreciate y'all having me on today. Of thank you. Thank you, Rachel. This may sound a little bit odd to throw in here, but I, I do think, and I think Rachel said it early on, is that the beginning source of peace in life comes from God. And I really believe that that is true, even when everything else is out of control. And the 23rd Psalm, if you grew up in church, you probably can recite it off the top of your head. But here's what I love, the first part of it, verses one through three. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his name's sake. And I think being able to trust that he's going to take me to the quiet places, to the places that actually do help me restore my soul. Mm -hmm. And that is his intention for us. For sure. I loved hearing Rachel's take on, I think the big takeaway for me is the permission of it is right and good and godly even, um, and and in service of the people that you love to do the hard work of figuring out if there are places in your heart, mind, or soul that need some inner work that would allow you to be in a healthier, more holistically well place to show up with grit and grace in all of your relationships and and all of your responsibilities. And so I hope that you were encouraged by this conversation. Definitely want to encourage you to check out the show notes to get more resources or to consider working with Rachel. Because we do, we want you to be well women of grit and grace. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of This Grit and Grace Life. Make sure you've subscribed and rated and reviewed the show so more friends can find us. You can also share about this episode on your social media or send it to a friend you think it could help. You can find everything we talked about in this episode on our website, gritandgracelife.com, where you'll also find plenty of other articles from other women answering questions you may have.